Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. My name is Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. Uh, before I get started, if you guys could like and subscribe uh, on YouTube, that'd be fantastic. If you could also uh, like the video and follow the Facebook page and like the Facebook page, that would also be really, really appreciated. And if you'd rather listen to these as uh, podcasts, you can because this is available wherever you get your podcasts uh, at small screen stories and if you're listening on um, on apple podcasts then a five star rating would be very much appreciated thank you very very much and let's just get started with the news and the biggest news of the day as far as i'm concerned is that Zack snyder's justice league might be getting an r-rated cinema release yes this is something that i was actually kind of wondering about like what is what is going to happen with the cinema release of um, of Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League? Is it going to happen? The The rumours were that it was going to happen. That, that was what we were told. Uh, we know that it's coming to HBO Max. But now Zack Snyder himself, in an interview with, um, with Entertainment Weekly, sorry, uh, revealed that they are working on an R-rated cut of the movie, which would be for theatrical release. So let me get the... Uh, I'll, I'll get the, um, the quote up here. So he says, here's one piece of inf- information nobody knows. The movie is insane and so epic and, uh, sorry, and it's probably R ra- uh, rated R. That's the one thing I think will happen. That's it'll be R ra- an R rated version for sure. We haven't heard anything from MPAA, but that's my gut. There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Cyborg is not too happy with what's going on in, um, with his life, therefore, um, sorry, before he meets the Justice League, and he tends to speak his mind. And Steppenwolf is pretty much just hacking people in half. So the rating would be due to violence, profanity, and uh, probably both. I'm a huge fan. So then he started talking about cinema releases. So he said, I'm a huge fan and big supporter of the cinematic experience, and we're already talking about Justice League playing theatrically. At the same time, it's coming out to HBO Max. So weirdly, it's the reverse of the trend. So this is this is actually the, the reason I wanted to talk about this is quick because it's pretty big news. We already know that um, that Warner Brothers is planning. They're planning on releasing all of their movies day and date on both HBO Max and in cinemas next year. So that's 2021. They've come under heavy, heavy scrutiny because of this, from especially from. Um, from filmmakers and also some actors as well have been really upset about this. Um, rightly so, to be honest. It's not it's not very good for Warner Brothers, this, because they didn't talk to them. They didn't talk to the cinema. They didn't talk to the filmmakers beforehand. And it seems as though... Like, Zack Snyder always knew that his movie was going to be coming to HBO Max, so he's not... It seems as though he's not quite as upset with it, but he's still very much an advocate for the cinematic experience. So for him, it would probably be just as important for it to come to cinemas as it is coming to HBO Max and the mere fact that he's making it at all. So what do you guys think about this? Is this something that you're excited by? The idea of seeing um, seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, wherever you are, if you're commenting on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch. I'm trying to keep an eye on all of them, but just let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to uh, another kind of R-rated story, and that is, that's Robert Pattinson's The Batman movie is rumoured to be R-rated. So this is, of course, the film that he's making uh, with Matt Reeves that they're currently 
they are currently uh, filming it right now. And um, it seems as though, as this is according to Daniel Rickman, who is uh, an insider, a ser- like a, I call him a serial scooper. Um, <laughs> but uh, according to him and his, his sources, it seems as though this movie is going to end up being R-rated. So it really does seem as though Warner Brothers... They don't really mind releasing these movies. A couple of years ago, this was of course before like Deadpool was made. It would have been a definite no-no to have um, to even think of a comic book movie being R-rated because they wanted to make sure that the these films had as wide an audience as possible. The problem is, is that lots of these films are very mature just in in uh, in their themes. Anyway, you know, it's it's of course a. Uh, Batman is a pretty violent character, especially in the comic in, in the comics. But um, so, in order to do that character justice, I actually do think the only way they could do it is is by making it R rated. Because um, I, just by, I mean, if you think about Batman movies of the past, I mean, the Tim Burton films were pretty violent, uh, as were the Christopher Nolan films. But they kind of got away with it because they didn't use swear words and um there was basically there was no blood in 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 either of them i believe especially not christopher nolan's batman films but this one will be quite different i think i think they'll be looking at making it more even more realistic than some of the other ones they'll be making it that just judging by the trailer it seems as though it's even more violent so and now they know thanks to films like deadpool deadpool 2 um logan uh, most recently, uh, Joker R-rated films do actually and can end up making over a billion at the box office because pe- if they're good, people go and see them over and over and over again. So, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I- I'm kind of happy to hear that it could possibly be R-rated, but I don't think it's, it is important because it-, it-, it kind of you can push the boundaries of-, of this of the movie. The main thing to me is that it has to be a good R-rated film because if it's a bad R-rated film, it doesn't matter; it won't make any money. Um, there, it needs to be good. It needs to warrant repeat viewings. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I believe that Matt Reeves is a very, a very talented filmmaker. And I think he would be more than uh, capable of making a very, very good R-rated movie. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Do you think that Batman should be R-rated? Are you excited to hear that it's R-rated? Let me know in the comments your thoughts. Right, moving on. And moving on to our exclusive of the day, and that's that John Bernthal is reportedly in talks to return as the Punisher in the MCU. Yes, this is an exclusive, a small screen exclusive. Um, I was... Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll Basically, what, I'll do, what I usually do is actually give you some of the quotes of the sources that, that spoke to me. I do ask them beforehand if they're okay with this sort of thing. Uh, some of them say yes, some of them say no. Uh, if they say no, I don't, I, don't, I don't direct quote them, but I do kind of give you a gist of what they've been telling me. But I, I, I just like the... I think well, it makes it easier for me to write the articles. I'm going to be completely honest if I can direct quote them, but also just give it. I think it gives uh, a nice insight to what I do. Uh, but yeah, so this is something that that fans have been kind of clamoring for for such a long time now. Ever since the the, the Punisher series on Netflix was cancelled, people have been demanding that either so two things: either they bring back or they bring John Bernthal into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the Punisher, or they bring back the Netflix series. Well, Netflix opted not to um, not to renew the show, which I've heard some people say that that's a sign that they didn't think the show was very good. But I actually wonder whether it was more to do with pressure from Marvel, specifically from Kevin Feige, for them not to renew the show so that they could have the characters back within... Because 
within the MCU specifically under their control because what they were doing with Netflix and and I can't remember the name of um of the guy that was heading up those Netflix shows but he famously didn't get along with Kevin Feige and now I think he's gone so Kevin Feige is a big fan of these characters he's a big fan of all Marvel characters but he's spoken at length actually about his love of Daredevil and the Punisher in the past and those comics and um We've already heard news that Charlie Cox is is coming back, reportedly coming back as uh, as um, as Daredevil, <coughs> and um, that specifically is for Spider-Man Three, reportedly. Uh, but this, I did ask uh, the sources about this if, if if whether this is for Spider-Man Three, and they said no. Thank God, because if <laughs> if it were for Spider-Man Three, I'd be like, this film is way too loaded, and I'm going to talk about some people that are possibly in Spider-Man Three later. <clears throat> but um, let me just go over the, qu- the the quote. So the first person that came to me, and that is, full disclosure, this is somebody that I haven't worked with before, but I'll go into other other sources later on. So John Bernthal and Marvel Studios are in talks, which could result, sorry, I, I forgot to put the um, article here, which could result um, in the actor coming back to play the Punisher in the MCU. So that was the very first thing I was told, and I pressed them further to, to ask them whether this would be a, for a movie or for a TV show. And they said, as it stands, this would be for an appearance in one of the upcoming Disney Plus shows, but that could evolve into an appearance in the, um, in the movies also. So then uh, a second source, so I kind of just waited for people to either come to me with the, the same information or I did go to people I've worked with in the past who are, I, I have been managed to, I have managed to verify who they are and they are in fact who they say they are and that they do work uh, in clo- closely with Marvel Studios. And um, so one of the pe- people I've asked, again, this is a source I've worked with in the past before, said, yes, I can confirm that John Bernthal is talking to Marvel Studios regarding a return as Frank Castle to the MCU. A third source also then went on to confirm this and said that, um, yes, John Bernthal is in talks. So he went, um, this person said, Marvel and Bernthal are talking. These talks have been going on for a while and Bernthal is very keen to play the Punisher in as many things as possible, TV shows and movies. So... That they're all the quotes I got up there, and actually they're the they're the three sources that that told me this. So it does come from three separate sources um, with reported close ties to Marvel Studios, and, and this to me kind of makes sense because now that John Bernthal has played the Punisher, I really think it would be very very difficult for them to recast the role. And of course, Marvel Studios now has the rights back. Uh, they they ended up reverting back to to Marvel Studios along with the the rights to Daredevil. So. This is pretty big news as far as I'm concerned because uh, the, it seems as though uh, Marvel is now kind of building up a roster of characters that are kind of more Earth-based and they're going to, like, well, they are all based on Earth uh, and they're going to be, be very much the center of kind of the Disney Plus shows. And then you've got the likes of, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, um, Thor and all that that, that kind of go more cosmic and they'll be more the kind of the movie side of things. Doctor Strange is is going into the multiverse, as is Spider-Man 3. So the movies seem to be going weirder and weirder and weirder and into definite kind of more comic book areas, let's say, like space, different Earths, different universes, things like that. Whereas the TV shows, it seems as though these these shows will kind of not, not necessarily be more kind of based in reality, but will take place more on Earth. And one of those shows seems to be She-Hulk and this is the show that I really do believe 
both Charlie Cox and John Bernthal will end up being involved in. And I wonder whether they'll, they'll be involved in um, in the same episode. So I, I, I'm thinking, again, this is now pure speculation, and I have asked, asked my sources to clarify this, but uh, it seems as though either they don't know or they've they're, they're, they're just gone a bit radio silent on me as far as that's concerned. But now this is speculation. So I'm thinking that they'll be in an episode of She-Hulk. And I'm even wondering whether um, She-Hulk and Matt Murdock will either both represent uh, Frank Castle in court or one of them will represent him in court. Because it's kind of... it's. I mean, Frank Castle will definitely be incarcerated, I'm, I'm pretty sure, at some point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why not start off with that? Uh, I think that'd be quite interesting. Why not have one, either She-Hulk or Matt Murdock, uh, be able to get him off um, and get him out of there. Of course, She-Hulk is, is is quite famous for actually representing superheroes in in the uh, Marvel in the Marvel comics. So it's something that she's done in the past. I mean, the Punisher is not quite a superhero. He is. I call, I think he's a hero, but a lot of people call him an anti-hero or a vigilante. Uh, but what do you guys think about that? Is this something you'd like to see? Have you been dying to see John Bernthal return as the Punisher, aka Frank Castle? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to the next bit of news, which again is related to Charlie Cox. Um, so this is again Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. So Charlie Cox's Daredevil is rumored to face off against Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. So this actually comes to us from Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity, and uh, actually he's done. A, a, if you've been like following Geekosity over the last couple of months, and if you were one of the many people to have watched. Uh, the recent Disney Investors Day presentation, you would have realized that actually a lot of their scoops ended up being 100% true. So they obviously, uh, Mikey Sutton over there obviously has some very, very solid sources. And uh, I would just, um, I would start paying a lot of attention to what they're saying and to, to what he's saying in particular. But uh, yeah, so let's have a look at what he said. So in his article, basically, he said, insiders told me months ago that Feige would like uh, Daredevil to meet Moon Knight uh, on his upcoming Disney Plus series. It would be a thrilling way of introducing Daredevil's streetwise grit and spiritual struggles in the streaming network on the, to the streaming network. Sorry, perfectly aligned with the ominous. Uh, I can't. I can't speak. It's quite late over here. Ominous glow of Moon Knight. Uh, there are roots in the comic books as, as well. They joined forces in Moon Knight number 13 in 1981 in a story by writer uh, Doug Mench, Mench and illustrator Bill... I'm not going to be able to say that last name. Seinkiewicz? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible with names. That seems to be a running gag on this show. But so it's it sounds as though uh, Charlie Cox will will be involved in Moon Knight. One of the funny things about the Moon Knight series and actually the Disney uh, the Disney Investors Day presentation was that Kevin Feige didn't actually officially reveal or confirm that Oscar Isaac was playing Moon Knight. This is something that was actually confirmed or supposedly confirmed by Daredevil a couple of weeks ago. By Daredevil by Deadline. Sorry. Um, and it's, I just thought it was a bit strange because I was thinking that was going to be one of the big things they wanted to announce. Uh, also, I mean, the fact that it's, they didn't really talk about Spider-Man 3, which I spoke about before, just because it's not to do with, it's, it's more kind of Sony Pictures are going to be dealing with that a bit more. But I was I was a bit surprised. So I'm I'm waiting to hear from, I'm, I'm excited to hear confirmation. I'm pretty sure it's, it's spot on because Deadline, 
tends to be pretty accurate with their with their exclusives. But what do you think about this? The idea of Daredevil facing off against Moon Knight. It's something that I think could work, but I do personally, I'm I'm more kind of angling more towards uh, Daredevil being in She-Hulk, but then again, he could be in both. Um, Charlie Cox is a, is a fantastic actor, and I'm pretty sure he'd like to play the character as much as possible, and it might end up just being kind of small cameos here and there, and then leading in e- either to his own series, or as we were told, his own movie, uh, which is which um, I think would be really, really fascinating. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on, and uh, moving on to what I was uh, in, like kind of talking about before, and that is that uh, Willem Dafoe is rumored to be in talks for Spider-Man 3 and one other MCU movie. Again, this comes from Daniel Rickman. Uh, he's got, again, tons of sources, apparently, and uh, this is another one of them. And uh, according to his uh, to, to his sources, Willem Dafoe is currently in talks to star, well, to cameo or appear in Spider-Man 3 and one other MCU movie. So this... Again, it sounds to me like the rumors are is that the three Spider-Men are going to be fighting their own villains. So you're going to probably get Andrew Garfield fighting Jamie Foxx's Electro, Tobey Maguire having to battle um, the Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, and then uh, Tom Holland going up against, I don't know who, but there's also Alfred Molina's uh, <laughs> Doc Ock in there. Are they just doing a really quick Sinister Six thing? Possibly. I, I, I really don't know at this point. This this movie to me is incredibly confusing and I've been really, really asking people about it and it seems as though there's lots of conflicting information out there at the moment, which is why I haven't really written anything about it because it's been, I've been told wildly different things and it's it, nothing's being corroborated by anybody really uh one of one of the ideas is that the third the, the final act of this movie is going to be like all the kind of old and new um spider-man villains all coming together for like one big fight against the three spider-man personally i'm not sure if that's possible because uh first off why would they wait until now to try and tie these actors down when it's like for a final battle sequence which is a big deal you know it's it's, it's a pretty big deal as far as i'm concerned uh that was the same problem i had with uh toby mcguire and andrew garfield having kind of major roles in the movie i'm pretty sure they're going to have very very small cameos in the film uh, as are all of these actors i think it's going to be like maybe maybe even kind of just voiceover work i was thinking like they could end up doing what they did in the star wars movies recently where they had all the kind of old like ca- um, actors come back just to do voiceover stuff so they could they, that could be one one solution I'm, I'm actually leaning more and more and more towards that because that's stuff that they can just end up kind of throwing on the cutting room floor if it doesn't work out between them and the actor. But this kind of is insinuating that Willem Dafoe is going to be more involved and, and, and more heavily involved uh, further down in the MCU. I I mean, I was told this a while back and I did actually write the article that he was going to be, if not the main villain, one of the, the villains in, in, in the movie. Um, that was something that was told to me by a source that I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't been working with since. But um, it's it's like... It just feels a bit too haphazard. I think that's that's the thing that really it, I struggle with the idea that someone like Kevin Feige would leave all of this down to like the very last second. I would have thought he would have had all of all of this kind of figured out and sorted 
months or maybe even years ago as soon as like far from home finished i would have thought that they would be working on contracts getting toby Maguire involved and andrew garfield involved and Willem defoe involved but it sounds as though this is all happening now which i i just think to me just kind of makes it feel like this is stuff that they could it, that it doesn't necessarily need to be in the movie that they just want it to be but let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below i kind of rambled about that for a bit and i, I do apologize but let me know what you guys think in the comments below right moving on and uh moving on to kind of a, a bit of a <laughs> it's a story but it's just something that i noticed and that's that blade is going to be coming out before captain marvel 2 according to marvel studios themselves so they released a uh release schedule of their upcoming films and interestingly enough and it wasn't chronological it was supposedly in chronological order and interestingly enough blade was put ahead of black of uh, sorry of captain marvel 2 and just behind black panther 2 so i'll get i'll show here so you've got black widow coming out <clears throat> sorry black widow coming out on may set the may 7th 2021 shang chi and the legend of the ten, ten rings coming out on june 9th 2021 eternals november 5th uh, doctor strange in the multiverse of madness march 25th thor love and thunder may 6th black panther july 8th and then blade undated but it is there and it's in between black panther 2 and captain marvel 2 which is coming out on november 11th ant-man and the wasp quantum mania <laughs> it's a mad name which is also untitled Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is uh, scheduled for release in 2023, and then Fantastic Four, which is undated. So this, again, is is supposedly chronological. Uh, I find that a bit difficult to believe, to be honest, because that would mean that if this is true, that would mean that you'd have one, two, three, four, five movies coming out in 2022, Marvel movies, and they've never done that before. I, I, I think that's too much. I would assume that... Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Captain Marvel 2 will come out in 2022. I think Black Panther and Blade will be pushed into either 2023 or 2024, possibly. So this is just, again, this is just um, speculation. But because of what's been going on with Black Panther 2, I wouldn't be surprised to see that be pushed into 2023, especially with what's been going on with the Letitia Wright. I'd be a bit... I'd be worried a bit if I was writing that film and I I don't know I hope I hope I mean it seems as though Ryan Coogler's kind of figured that movie out and um and they're kind of going to go into production for it pretty soon apparently so maybe that will come out but Blade doesn't have anyone confirmed for it apart from Mahersha Ali and I did say um in a recent live I did with uh, with another YouTuber that I was actually quite worried about Blade because they haven't announced anything about that film. I mean, they've they've put it in this list, and they've put it between Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2, and I just think, well, 2022 just seems way too crowded now. When is that movie going to come out? What, August? Is it really going to come out in August? I mean, maybe. I'm. It's the movie that I'm actually personally one of... Like, I'm really excited for it, because I love Blade, and I love Mahershala Ali, and I just hope that they get a really good director and writer in for it. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're already writing the script. At least I hope they are. But it's... Um, I'm just a bit worried. I'm a bit worried about that film, I'm going to be honest. Also, because it will possibly be R-rated. And also, when's Deadpool 3 going to factor in into all of this? I'm hearing, I'm, I mean, we have heard rumors that it's not going to be around until 2024. 
even though that actually officially does have writers on board. So Blade doesn't even have a writer. So I'm just thinking, what is going on with this film? Why haven't they released more information about it? Like Mahershala Ali is a fantastic actor. I think he's a great, I think it's great casting. But it seems as though they kind of cast the movie quite early and are kind of dragging their heels a bit as uh, heels a bit as far as like getting this film <laughs> into I don't is it even in pre-production I don't know I'm hoping it is if they put it in that list it means it is but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below right moving on to the next bit of news the next bit of news is let me just get my list up here yes Sony Pictures is reportedly considering uh, making an R-rated and gory carnage movie so this again comes from Mikey Sutton's Geekosity or other way around uh, Geekosity's Mikey Sutton excuse me <laughs> um, but yeah he's uh, again as I said before he's someone that you should really pay attention to uh, his scoops have been proven have proven to be pretty much spot on I'll, I'll be interested to do like an analysis on on his scoops actually to see how how many of them are, are like what the percentage is but um according to him uh yeah like sony pictures are thinking of making this carnage movie so of course carnage is uh, a character that's going to be played by Woody harlson in the upcoming venom let it let there be carnage which again i think is a pretty bad name but i'm very i'm actually very excited about this movie because i'm a big i'm a big fan of tom of tom hardy's i'm also a very big fan of andy circus is <laughs> especially uh, i think he's a fantastic actor i think he's a really really talented individual but i'm very excited to see what he can do behind the camera and of course mo a lot of the hobbit was actually f directed by him and um there, there are many reasons why that is peter um peter jackson yeah sorry needed a, a lot of help with that movie because he was kind of left in the lurch by guillermo del toro yeah, it's just one of those things but he so he asked for Andy Serkis's help so, so and he's also directed some movies recently which have actually been quite good uh, I'm blanking on on their names <laughs> this usually happens to me but no according to um, I'll just read out what Mikey Sutton wrote so Sony's preference is to have Carnage eventually tangle with the MCU's soon to be unveiled supernatural gang the Midnight Suns fighting the likes of Ghost Rider but for now, they are looking at Carnage at a Carnage solo spin-off in the next Venom, if the next Venom takes a huge bite out of the box office, which I'm pretty sure it will do. Uh, the, 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 the Venom that came out a couple of years ago, was it 2018? Um, I quite enjoyed it, even though I know it's not a fantastic film. I thought it was actually quite fun. And uh, I think a lot of people will be going back again. I think there's a there's a big pull whenever kind of Tom Hardy's involved. And the character is something that people are really, they really do gravitate towards the character of Venom. And this film is going to introduce Carnage. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be played by Woody Harlson, who's a brilliant actor. He's going to be a very, very good villain. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about that movie. And also the future of like this kind of Venom kind of spin-off movies I think a Carnage film will actually be quite quite an interesting one to watch but let me know what you guys think about that is Carnage a character um what's his actual I'm, I'm blanking on his actual name it's, uh can, if someone can in the comments can tell me what his actual name is because I'm really uh is it Cletus <laughs> Cletus Cassidy is is that, such a weird name but um yeah he's a popular he's a popular character from the comic books um i i i've heard a lot of people say they're not massive fans of carnage um because he's a bit kind of one note i think he's the serial killer that um kind of blends with it he blends with a, symbi a symbiote and becomes carnage and becomes just a, a even more of a kind of <laughs> raging lunatic 
Um, but I think I think played by Woody Harlson and, and written properly, I think there's a there's good there's a there's kind of that you can have a good balance there between that character, that actor, and the and the story. And I, I think it would end up being quite a good quite a good movie. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving away from movie stuff and onto TV news. Oh no. No, sorry, I, I missed out one bit of um, movie news, and that's that Chris Pine has, according to Variety, been cast in the Dungeons & Dragons film. So this is something that I was a bit like, oh, this is happening. Vin Diesel's been attached to it, Joe Maniello's been attached to it, but no, apparently uh, Chris Pine is going to be in it. So, of course, Chris Pine, is his next movie is Wonder Woman 1984. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a great actor. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons is something that I haven't, I've never actually played a game. Of Dungeons and Dragons. That's probably yeah. That that's not good. I've never. It's the opportunities never, <laughs> never come about, which is a shame. I'm a big tabletop guy, a tabletop game guy. I think uh, I think I personally love it. But what do you guys think about a <laughs> a Dungeons and Dragons movie starring Chris Pine? Let me know that in the comments below. Right now, that little bit of news is out of the way. Now onto the TV stuff. So The Witcher season two is continuing filming despite uh, Henry Cavill's injury. So Henry Cavill, it was reported yesterday that Henry Cavill was injured on set whilst doing some sort of assault course. Apparently he was on, um, I got it here, he was he was in a harness uh, working at the height of 20 feet and um, he actually ended up really hurting his leg. So he's actually now been put on the sidelines but they're continuing filming. Um, you know, I thought they would stop. I, it was reported yesterday that they're going to stop filming but apparently no They've got to continue. They've got to finish this thing. With or without Henry Cavill, they're going to finish it. I'm a bit worried now. I mean, hopefully he'd done most of his stuff before, but apparently he could. He, he was seen on set and he could hardly walk, they were saying. Um, so he just wasn't able to shoot any of the scenes that they wanted him to shoot or that he wanted to shoot. And he, of course, is someone, ever since working on Mission Impossible Fallout and working with Tom Cruise in particular, he's kind of adamant that he wants to do his own stunts. That's something that's very important to him. And I understand that. I think that that gives the performance that, that kind of extra oomph, which is one of the reasons why I think The Witcher Season 1 was so... I had problems with the show, but I thought the action set pieces and the sequences in it, especially involving Henry Cavill, were really, really, really effective. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do with Season 2. Hopefully this won't be that much of a delay as far as Henry Cavill's concerned, but he's going to be put on the sidelines and they're going, to, they're going to be filming other stuff. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on, moving on to The Mandalorian. So Pedro Pascal has revealed that he wants to star, he wants to appear as Din Djarin, Din Djarin, sorry, in other Star Wars TV shows aside from The Mandalorian. So this, of course, is after it was revealed that Ahsoka is going to be getting her own uh, spin-off series. And also, also there's another show called... Um, the Rangers of the New Republic, which is uh, another show that's uh, a spin-off from The Mandalorian. And it sounds as though Pedro Pascal is very, very keen on appearing in both of those shows. So here's what he had to say. Man, fingers crossed, how could you not? This is like, this is something that's so much bigger than all of us. And we are all a passenger to it, um, to it in a great way. And so if, um, sorry, and so I found, I found, I find out as it is decided and shared. And so I think he means I found out. I think that's, again, this this quote comes from comicbook.com. Uh, and then he kind of, he does talk a little bit. 
sorry, he he did it in the, in the interview. Explained that he has to be part of the upcoming titles outside of his own. So he went on to talk about Patty Jenkins, who of course uh, was recently confirmed to be the director of Star Wars Rogue Squadron. That's her next movie after 1984. Sorry, Wonder Woman 1984. And then they could they said they could they could have asked me to play a piece of furniture. Charles Roven, the producer I was working with at the time, and he's a, a powerhouse of a man, has taken such good care of me. And then Patty, I'm a fan. Uh, from the very, very first movie to what she's done on TV, the first Wonder Woman movie, and so on. And for an actor to get work with her, it doesn't get much better, really. I mean it. So he's kind of, I think he wants to be in that film, uh, in, in Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I'm not sure how that will work out. Maybe he could be in like another suit. <laughs> um, but what do you think about this? Uh, do you think The Mandalorian will appear in other Star Wars TV shows? I'm pretty sure he will, to be honest. I'm uh, I think he'll be in both uh, to a certain degree. I think it'll be like a cameo type thing. Uh, his main show will probably go on for what, five seasons, I think. I think they'll get five seasons out of that. And then um, they'll have these spin off shows that will possibly do really well as well. I'm pretty sure the Ahsoka Tano film um, series is going to do really well. Um, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty curious to, to, to see how Rangers of the New Republic does. Uh, that, again, they're both kind of John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni shows. So, you know, it's a pretty good thing. I think, I, I think, he's, uh, I think he's got a point. I think he wants some more work. Again, this, um, st- there were rumors that he was uh, upset about playing the character because he didn't get to take his helmet off. And, yeah, that toad. That proved to be total rubbish. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. All right, final story of the day, and that's that Neil Gaiman has finally said something about the the Sandman series. He said he's proud of the Sandman series, and that's coming to Netflix. So he was actually asked... Uh, he wasn't really asked a question, but someone said on Twitter, "The Sandman's been filming for almost two months now, and we've had, we've heard that we have yet to see any leaks of casting news. The curiosity is killing me." And then they added uh, Neil himself, which is Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman uh, quote tweeted the tweet and said, "I'm proud of all involved." So it is strange that we haven't heard anything about this series uh, since it began shooting. We haven't heard any casting news for it. Uh, Netflix is actually very good at keeping things under wraps. I'm going to be completely honest with you there, that nothing really leaks from Netflix. But if you're not sure who Neil Gaiman is and what The Sandman is, The Sandman is a brilliant, brilliant um, series of comic books. I believe, actually, I have yeah, I have quite a few of them behind me. Um, I, I love them. I think they're some of the best kind of books just in general I've ever read. Uh, a really good series. He, of course, also wrote American Gods. He wrote Coraline. He wrote the Graveyard Book, Stardust, um, and my personal favourite, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which actually hasn't been made into a movie. But a lot of them have either been made into movies or TV shows. Coraline was made into like a stop motion movie, which was fantastic. American Gods was made into a TV show, which was kind of, it was middling. It it should have been better than it was. Uh, Stardust was made into a really good movie. And um, he's just a very talented writer and his stuff seems to work very well on the big screen as well. There was actually a really good um, audible version of The Sandman, which had people like Riz Ahmed in it, and it had, um, blank on his name now, Scottish actor, oh, uh, McAvoy, James McAvoy, had, they, they did some voiceover work for that, and it was really, really good. If you like audible and you like listening to audiobooks, I highly recommend 
the Sandman audiobook. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's not all of the the books. I think it stops at like volume five, maybe. But there's a lot of them, so maybe they're going to do a second one. But it's something that I I really really love. I love the Sandman. I cannot wait for this show. There were rumors that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be involved, or he was like planning a movie or something, but. I don't think he's involved anymore. But let me know what you guys think. Is The Sandman something you're interested in? Are you excited for it? It's coming to Netflix. Let me know in the comments below. Right. And with that, that's the show. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Again, if you would rather listen to this in podcast form, uh, you can find that at Small Screen Stories, wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, also follow Small Screen everywhere on, on social media. That's at uh, Small Screen Co. And um, if you could give us five stars on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, that'd be brilliant. If you could like and subscribe over on YouTube and Facebook and, uh, and Twitch as well. We're still on Twitch. Uh, you can follow me at uh, EJ Lauder. And also, why don't you go and check out the site, which is, which is look, I can't speak tonight, which is at small-screen.co.uk. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Goodbye.